0: Some men do say King Arthur is not dead, but by the will of our Lord Jesus sleeps, yet to awake, deathless, and reassure us. And therefore is it, that grave where he is laid, this legend hath, that still his kingdom
1: keeps. Gather round all your homes of Camelot, cause it's your boys in the back to rock the spider the podcast about Merlin season three. And on the mics tonight, you Chris and Jeremy, and they're here to break down every episode. So leave those five stars and click that download. Enjoy the show, whether you're chilling or working, so let's jump into season three of Merlin, cause still his kingdom keeps, still his kingdom keeps. Still His Kingdom Keeps,
0: a Gallipher in the streets and magic in the sheets, huh? I'm Jeremy Green. I'm a little guy living in a little box. And this is Still His Kingdom Keeps, a creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Merlin, even the bad ones. Chris, it's episode mm-hmm. 35. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like we have had... I feel like we've had some standout episodes of Merlin that we didn't particularly care for, but, like, still, like, went hard, like, with the troll stuff and the farting and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think this is our first actual, like, bad-by-every-measure episode of Merlin.
2: Yeah, it doesn't do enough to establish what it wants to establish, and then just has, like, a really dramatic ending. Um, I don't, yeah, not. I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan it's um i'm not i mean i guess it's compared to like really bad supernatural episodes this wasn't like the worst thing i've ever seen but it was probably the worst episode of merlin so far
0: (laughs) it's easily the worst episode of merlin also imdb confirms that it is the worst rated episode of merlin uh so like (laughs) i went i went and sorted by user votes and this was this was the one with the least uh i i before we get into it, I guess thank you to the patrons, Patreon.com/slash for for the Week. Uh, we see you guys continuing to support us. We very much appreciate it. Uh, jump on the train if you want cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, this this episode was just I, I just it's just like a, a like a nothing episode. Like even mm-hmm. the stuff that was trying to be a little funny, like the Arthur and Merlin stuff just felt like flimsy to me in a way that, that, that doesn't normally like, I don't, and maybe that was just the rest of the episode, bringing it down. Or maybe it's just because it's fucking Gaius centered. And I had, have learned during this podcast that I don't give a fuck about this dude anymore. He could die tomorrow. Yeah. It'd be fine.
2: Yeah. Really troubling, uh, realization to, to come, come to the conclusion that, yeah. Oh no, we don't guys. <laughs> is sort of the worst. I always loved the grandfatherly, um, Vibe that he gave off, the relationship how he really cares about Merlin, but those are his saving graces, and there's not much else going on. <laughs> and
0: and some of his worst behaviors on display here. Uh, mm-hmm. Why don't you catch us up? What's been happening with Merlin so far?
2: Alright, last time on Merler, Arthur ventured on a quest to the perilous lands in hopes of proving himself worthy of being king. But when Morgoth and Morgana conspire to drain him of his strength and leave him for dead, it's up to Merlin and Gawain to come to the princess' aid. Together, they battled wyverns and collected Arthur's prize, victorious in their quest. But not before Merlin received a mysterious gis- gift from the ancient Fisher King and more hints about the destiny of Albion.
1: Mm.
0: I
2: just I'm gonna have to cut out a yawn there. Whoops. <laughs> wow, really bored you with that one. I thought I thought I'd maybe taken your breath away. I, th- I think
0: maybe it was because we've just recorded on the episode yesterday and I was like, Yeah, I know all of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, We are covering Merlin, Season 3, Episode 9, Love in the Time of Dragons. Uh, This was written by Jake Mishi, directed by Alice Troughton. This aired almost exactly 12 years ago on November 6, 2010. Wow! When an old flame of Gaius's arrives at Camelot, Merlin is pleased to see a different side to his curmudgeonly mentor, Wrong, However, after discovering she is under the influence of a manticore, a creature from the old religion, Merlin has no choice but to tell his old friend of Alice's evil intentions. Blinded by love, the old physician, they just keep calling everybody old. Blinded by love, the old physician refuses to believe Merlin's story and the two friends fall out. Uh, I knew this was going to be, I had a warning when I was creating my notes for this episode because I copied the cast. Um, at the very top of the notes page so I can kind of remember actors' names. And mm-hmm. I did not see Morgana or uh, Gwen, and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> that can't, yeah. cannot this be is a, good. This is a
2: portent of danger.
0: Uh, we start the episode with a woman driving a cart into Camelot, smiling and, hum- and humming. She makes her way to an empty house that looks suspiciously like Gwen's house uh, and unpacks a chest, uh, and she opens the chest. It's empty. She begins chanting some magic to it, and out pops a very terrible CGI uh, manticore. This is a, a little bit of creature with like a baby face, a scorpion tail, some weird like extended gills. It's got a lion's body, sharp teeth. It's just super gross. It's a it's, gross. It's, it's a gross a thing. To,
2: it's a lot to handle. I've, uh, especially with cold opens, I've tried to change the way that I take notes about them because I so often would would do a really detailed note-taking for a scene that ends up not really mattering a lot. There's like one key detail you need to take away. So for this one, I said, I'm going to watch the whole thing and then I'm going to write down what, what I ended up writing down was woman comes to town with a magic box with a magic creature. That's it. Perfect. I love it. That's what all I wrote. That's all I wrote. But this guy, is a freaky little guy and merlin has had a number of freaky little guys <laughs> this, this and they is they always manage to keep that freaky factor up there whoever's like like does like the art design for these cgi creatures they're a little nasty that's all
0: i'm they're, saying. they're a little nasty uh this is done by i think the company that did um uh um sneagle uh the the guy um Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, what's what's the name of the creature? Smeagol. Gollum? Gollum. Gollum. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. is 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 his, is his given is name. This is given yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, this is this was like apparently one of the. Um. Oh no no no. I'm sorry. This was. <laughs> I read this in the behind the scenes thing on the Wikipedia page and I thought it was like oh these were the people that did it it was like oh no no this is just a technique that was created by <laughs> the oh, Lord oh, of the Rings thing oh, oh, oh. Um, so yeah it, it's it's actually like motion captured which it probably I think serves to make it a little bit weirder than, than normal um, I will say actually the design of the face is so fucking gross and bad that I would mm-hmm. kind of like it it's just anytime it interacts with humans at all like the whole thing falls apart for me so
1: yeah
2: it's a freaky guy and, it's a freaky um, little dude
0: it's. I think it's a. It's the author's self-insert OC to this episode. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, we go over to the throne room where Uther is telling Gaius that he is concerned that there is somebody offering miracle cures in the outlying villages. Uh, there's a number of like hopeless cases where people have made full recoveries and uther is not about believing that people just get healthy when they get sick so he's like we got to go check this shit out Uh, that's
2: like that fundamental problem here is like no these people (laughs) these are 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 too healthy yeah i won't stand for that
0: (laughs) these peasants should not be recovering this quickly we do not give them enough food to be able to do that as he crunches on a giant ham um he tells (laughs) gaius that can't be
2: having miracles
0: tells gaius hey the innkeeper uh in the local tavern uh, this just happened to him he made a full recovery Gaius is like that's impossible i checked him out myself uh so it's off to go check it out we have a very brief thing here where merlin is kind of complains about uther being a hypocrite that he doesn't want anybody benefiting from magic unless it's his family and i was like when i was watching this i was like oh yeah this this that seems like a that's cool angle for this episode and no yeah. that did that did not happen and they don't so. do
2: it dude they can never they can never stick like, they'll sometimes like make like a little bit of a criticism but they're not ever able to like go, go all, all the, the way, way. Through. and yeah. i don't need i don't need the, the show merlin to do that but in 2022 it would be nice to see some of that but i guess in 2010 that's not really where the show was at
0: yeah and th- i mean it's not it's not a goal for the show or anything like that it's just interesting that they they touch on it just enough to keep me like salivating for it, salivating yeah. for it. Um We met the innkeeper, uh, Vorek, who was totally fine. Um, he originally says like Gaius it's all it's all thanks to you and Gaius is like no tell me the truth I'm not going to turn you in he's like oh yeah my wife totally met some like random chicken in an alley, got a bunch of powder and I snorted it and I felt great it, this yeah. rules I am up and at them he's like
2: oh I think I know what that is okay <laughs> so it's not magic
0: <laughs> so you guys are just on cocaine I think I think Uther's I not going to have a problem with that Uther it's probably okay with giving cocaine to the to the masses
2: uh, yeah. yeah he's fine with that he's yeah, just like yeah. he's like oh I don't care let them get it. he's weird Weirdly chill about like drug use, like his marijuana has always been legal in Camelot. <laughs> but if he for one second thinks that there's any sort of magic involved, you know.
0: So are you saying execution. that Camelot is like the medieval Denver, Colorado, <laughs> like it just weed yeah. and and, yeah. and psychedelic yeah. mushrooms? Even harder are just though,
2: because like- you can do you can do coke, you you can go all in, you know. <laughs> um, but no, no, no. If you trip, if you take any kind of mushrooms, that's that's death that's execution acid execution um but anything that really gets you gets you jazzed up or get puts you to sleep like milk of the poppy that's uh, that's legal that's totally legal. you know yeah we on like sip and scissor in court do you so think like this that's is, like, fine
0: do you think it's like old people travel to Camelot just for access to poppy like they leave the other yeah kingdoms and are like yeah. we gotta it's you like think
2: senred that has legalized poppy
0: no no absolutely no, 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 not no, no no absolutely not he's legalized uh putting That's... old people to work though that which is the opposite yeah. of what you what you want like these 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 no, people just right. want to get sloppy on the poppy they do not want to be working so
2: yeah dude i'm if i'm 65 let me get sloppy on the poppy i don't want to have to still be slaving away
0: you know what i mean oh god i want that when i'm 45 yeah, i want <laughs> that right just, now dude. i'm just desperate <laughs> let me get sloppy on the poppy right now <laughs> i um I have a friend who is going through some medical stuff and they gave them um, the doctors gave them morphine like actual morphine. And uh, my friend was like, if I had ready access to that, i i I would not be here like i was he told me i was watching andor and just tripping my ass off and just having the best time like i wanted more of that shit and like to the point where i asked for it and they were like no you can't have anymore you're enjoying it too much
1: as soon as
2: you're asking for it then they go oh no no
0: sorry cutting off we're we're turning we're turning this back to the clone wars so you won't have as much of a good time uh uh gaius gets this dude to show him uh what he's taken and it's just a vial of glowing dust um he then goes back to Uther and, kind of weirdly lies and says, "No, this was just mm-hmm. herbs." Uh, and Uther's like, "Are you sure? Like, it's, it really sounds like it's magic." And Guy's is like, "Nah, bro, I just suck at my job. It's just I was bad medicine, and yeah. they they found yeah. a better doctor." <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, he's literally about to put himself out of work. Because I think normally Uther would be like, you must bring this physician to me. <laughs> like, was... We already did this plot line. Like when when the alchemist was able to cure Morgana and uh, Gaius wasn't, we did this storyline. So I just feel like history would repeat itself. And he'd be like, all right, we got to find this person. That we have to find whoever's responsible so I can get their help with my shoulder wound. Why am I still taking daily
0: doses of your weird gross potion? Yeah. Maybe
2: somebody could just give me something that fixes it.
0: Maybe somebody would give me some some poppy finally. Uh yeah. you know, I yeah. think when I was cuz I I, I binged this show a lot uh back in the in the in the quarantine days of the discord when everybody was was binging this um a lot kind of together. Uh there were a couple of times where like I had nothing going on during the day and I just had this on that I just kind of maybe close my eyes for a little while. Cause and sure. I think it was definitely during this episode. Cause I, w- several times in this episode, I was like, Oh, so they're going to go for like, there's a better physician for Uther line. Like I kept guessing stuff that was going to happen. I don't have any memory yeah. of this whatsoever. So, um, Eventually, Uther is convinced, and he lets it go. Merlin and Gaius go back to the lab, and Gaius is preparing a meal of giant ham. <laughs> He's just got a big-ass ham that's on the table. One huge ham. Yeah, uh, one huge ham. And Merlin is like, I'm so happy that you hit it. Like, this magic obviously helps people. I'm so
2: happy that you found
0: one huge ham for me, this and <laughs> also
2: that you didn't tell him about the magic.
0: This ham is going to be so dope. Uh, and Gaius is like, no, it's, it's not magic. And Merlin's like, yeah, but what about the glowing fairy dust and the giant magic crystal totem? Uh, yeah. And guys is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Go to bed. <laughs> I'm
2: like, what? He's like, please. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Right before I go to bed, um, let me just turn the, the topic of conversation back to one huge ham. I was wondering if I could get some of that one huge ham, please.
0: Yeah, I would just like one huge ham, just one. Sorry, um,
2: guys. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Um, just to, I just really, really quick, just want to know what, what's the status on that one huge ham? Is that uh is that for me? Is that <laughs> Is that for? Berlin is that ham for? Everybody? Was that sort of like a solo one huge ham thing or is this like a I'll go. I'm going to go to bed. Okay. Um, and then yeah so he completely dim- dismisses Merlin's questions which you, you know you know Merlin gonna be snooping and that night sure enough Merlin sure wakes up enough. to go steal some of that one huge ham and he catches Gaius sneaking out and what does Merlin do he snoops on after him and, and he, he, puts he, that, sees,
0: he puts that ham in his pocket and he goes sneaking. he puts that whole ham in his pocket <laughs> and then he, he trucks on out he's taking big slobber and bites of this thing what is even the point of having a magical like bottomless you know bag because you're sorcery i'm I'm sure merlin has like a bottomless bag if you don't can't just pull a ham out of that bad boy at any time
2: that's what the that's what big magical bags are for it's for (laughs) it's for magical bags in a lot of different uh properties a lot of different fantasy Mm -hmm. series Mm -hmm. and i don't think i've ever seen someone pull a big huge ham out of one and that's like whenever like i ask people on twitter if you had a magical bag and you could pull one object out of it like at any time at will what would it be and like ham. you look at my replies on my twitter localbones at twitter.com mm-hmm. um you look at any reply it's everybody's going to be saying one huge ham one, one huge ham. like some huge people ham. like some people like if they're vegan might say like one huge loaf of vegan bread i couldn't think of a <laughs> single
0: thing <laughs> one it, it would speaking. be one impossible ham right like the like impossible one, Oh, yeah one impossible
2: <laughs> one ham It still tastes like it but it's you know <laughs> It's better for you or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's made those of, are what it's most made the of beans. Replies are. <laughs> so. yeah. Or, like, occasionally, like, if you were close to, like, like Thanksgiving, like, uh-huh. some people get, like, a little, like, they get, like, that kind of, like, Thanksgiving head rush, and everybody's like, one huge turkey, one huge turkey, and I'm like, I know you don't mean that. I'll come back it's, in a week, yeah, and we'll yeah. see how yeah, you it's... feel about that. But I've asked this question a lot, and everybody's always saying, when you jam, when you jam? So it's weird that, like, like <laughs> other series aren't doing this. <laughs>
0: So Merlin, uh, as he watches Gaius knock on this door, he brings out the ham and starts to nibble. Uh, as he watches the woman from the cold open, uh, open the door and they give each other a big hug and she gives him a smooch on the cheek. And it, the camera cuts back to Merlin and he is just like cocking his head and like you can yeah, just tell you Merlin cannot is just,
2: believe this. he's just sucking on that huge ham. I mean,
0: he has got he's just like. <laughs> But he cannot wait to get to Gwen and Morgana and report on this new drama, right? Like, he That's is so thing, excited. Like he's,
2: knocking on, he's knocking on Morgana's door that night. He's like, listen, sis, I know we're not really on speaking terms right now. I know we but are mortal you've got to hear this. You've
0: got to hear this. You and I have been talking shit about Gaius for a long time, and we have got <laughs> to talk about his new girlfriend. Excuse me? Girlfriend? <laughs>
2: Nothing. Nothing will get enemies to put aside their differences faster than than a mutual hatred for something else, right? Or like, hot you know, gossip. The enemy of my or enemy, that enemy hot is my goss, friend. Man, you gotta That's have hot goss. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm um, saying. gossip will bring people together.
0: He has to leave. Uh, uh, Merlin um, is he's standing outside. Which yeah, is, the
2: guards come walking down, so Merlin has to run away. It's illegal and to I, have ham I'm, in
0: public after eight p.m. Is, is the thing? Oh, okay.
2: Well, it, especially if it's one huge ham. Um, I get that Merlin, maybe there's maybe there's a a curfew or something that makes sense for Camelot, but I just feel like Merlin just just runs out of it. Like he's so used to running and hiding yeah, from the yeah. guards as, as he sees them, have he's to. like, I gotta split. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, Gaius and Alice spend a little time talking. Alice is the name of this woman. Uh, they've been, um, apart for 20 years. They have a lot of history together. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to like, there's a lot of time in this episode spent between like outlining all of the details between Gaius and Alice. And I, I don't really fucking care. I, I'm 99.9 thousand percent confident she doesn't show up in the rest of the series. I don't really care about her at all. Uh, so they, they spend a lot of time talking and like oh, you ran away from Cambalot because you use magic and it's not safe for you here. And she's like, no, but I love you. And all of that stuff. Uh, eventually, he leaves and the manicore pops out and the manicore is like, you got to fuck that dude up. And she's like, no, I love him. And she's like, no, but you're going to do it. And her eyes turn black and he has to do it anyway. Um, yeah. So she is under the influence of the nasty little creepy guy.
2: Yeah, she her, her eyes are going demon black. She's under the control of the sick, nasty freak. And now we know... What's up here? What's going on? Do, okay, so did the Manticore make her come back to Camelot to kill Uther? Right, like that's the that's the plot, right? But what does the Manticore have against Uther? Um, he doesn't like magic. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But then, like, don't go to Camelot. You're a Manticore. You live in a strange little box. Like, what are you even doing here? <laughs> I don't what know, are man. you even doing?
0: There here? was probably like a, a huge c- c- civilization of Manticores that didn't go out and be fucking weird little guys that lived on like. Arthur's training ground before Uther came along, yeah, right? Like, I know, but they... The, the yeah, Manicor, just, they tell in the episode that manicors have been around for a thousand years, so I'm just guessing that the Camelot castle but they, would they, displace but can't the Manicor they in this home. realm! <laughs> I know, but They're I mean, weakened
2: when they get stuck they in this had, realm.
0: They had an enormous castle box that was, that was their portal. Oh, and duh, they, when they, dude, and you know they, who they, has...
2: You know what um, Uther has access to, like an endless access supply of that nobody else has, is uh, one huge ham. it's got a lot of manticores love ham that's 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 why they keep showing us with merlin and guys eating the ham because that's what the manticore i think it says it in the book yeah it does you're you're right Mm -hmm. it does say later on yep yep. you looked ahead a little bit i'm skimming the episode right now
0: and right when mon moth is telling uh, mon moth
2: yeah, Monmouth, Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma.
0: Monmouth, Mon, Jeffrey of Monmouth. This Jeffrey is, of Monmouth. Yeah,
2: he says, yeah, manticores they they exist they on, love a, on a diet of purely one huge hams, uh-huh, um,
0: uh-huh. purely cured, purely purely. Yeah. Okay. All right. What are do we doing? Do like? uh, Gaius goes home. I'm he looks like, at some love letters. Uh, it's, I better. It's people, I
2: really hope that people think the ham bit is funny because I'm laughing a lot. I'm laughing. That's just about all I'm saying at this point
0: uh the next day merlin is like hey i saw you leave and i saw you make out with that chick uh and gaius is like yeah of course i was making out with her she used to be my fiance until until uther tried to kill her (laughs) like excuse me (laughs)
2: yeah dude merlin's like what happened and he's like merlin what the fuck do you think think happened
0: happened? (laughs) she used fucking magic and the same thing that has happened to everything in my life uther tried to kill her um yeah, this is this is kind of horrifying that when Uther's like uh, great purge happened, he wrote down a list of people that he suspected of having <laughs> magic. Which, like nowadays, I feel like you would just like look at a Twitter list or something and be like, "Yeah, that's a witch." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. that, that looks like a witch. Uh, yeah. And then as as the court physician, Gaius had access to that list and was able to take Alice's name off of it, thus saving her, allowing her to escape. But he didn't. He stayed behind uh, because. I don't know, whatever. Um, and the next scene, you guys are going to think we're making this up, and we're not. And this is really funny. Gaius brings the ham to Alice. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, yeah. not. This is not a bit anymore. He actually brings the ham to Alice, and she's like, "You're such a nice and considerate person." <laughs>
2: Meanwhile, like Merlin like wakes up, he comes out into the into the hall of the lab and he what sees the, the table fuck? where like there's just like a big wet mark with a heat one huge ham once was, and he's like, uh Gaius,
0: where's my ham? <laughs> I thought that was the way that you were paying me from now on. I don't understand. Yeah. Um She uh they, they do this thing where she's like, do you remember how to talk about crystals? And he's like, yeah. And he's and she's, and he's like, I remember everything. And she's like, well, let's not talk about the bad times. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, please end yeah. me over this episode. Uh, we jump over to Arthur and we are introduced to our, our, our kind of running comedy gag throughout this, which is uh, Arthur using... Merlin to train. And in this situation Merlin is holding up a ring above his head and Arthur is charging at him on his horse with a joust uh trying to get the ring on his uh lance. Uh terrifying and dangerous and hilarious. Very, yeah, very scary. Um, at one point he, he like he gives Merlin a shield and just starts beating up on him. Uh, Merlin is just, just collapsing on the ground and Arthur is like okay fine and it looks like Arthur is going to give up but no he just goes to get a giant fucking hammer to beat up on Marlin with it's very <laughs> just
2: funny. when you think he's going to be nice <laughs> He pulls out a thing. I think that he would break Merlin's arm, regardless of whether he blocked it or not. Like <laughs> I think if you, I think he you take a warhammer to the shield, like that's shattering a bone. I don't it's, care.
0: See, this is the problem. Once you introduce the idea that the peasantry and and that your servants can heal, then you then the royalty just wants to beat their asses all of the time. Like he's like, yeah. well, if the innkeeper there's, can there's get back to unrest. work, there's some unrest. There's some unrest in the royalty. <laughs> yeah,
2: because Uther has just found out. Peasants are being healed very efficiently, and
0: we need to find a way to exploit this. What's the
2: best way to exploit this? Cause them enough pain that it makes up for the fact that they're getting healed very quickly.
0: Absolutely. Take away their ham, introduce broken bones, solved. Problem solved. And Arthur's like, what problem problem were we solving? I don't understand. Don't worry. Just go break Merlin's (laughs) arm. And he's like, okay, I can do that. Yes, sir. Merlin gets back to the lab where he finds uh, Alice there. Uh, Uh... Gaius introduces them uh, and then says yeah. like oh, introduces she,
2: them and he's like, Hey, by the way, she's moving in. She's dude, moving in
0: on. and uh sleeping in the room. Like your, your roommate
2: room. like starts dating a girl and two days later he's like, By the way, I'm thinking she's gonna like stay here long term. Like, is that crazy or like is that like a good idea? Um do you, also do you mind sleeping on the couch?
0: I think um I think when I met Autumn, she basically just moved into my apartment for a while. <laughs> like she had How a door. Dorm- you, how'd your roommates feel about that? Um I don't know. I don't really care. Like they brought people over all the time. Like we didn't. Yeah, it was fine. it was it was a weird house, man. Let me, let me let me be honest with you. I don't know why. Well, let me tell
2: you. Merlin was, seems like he's actually pretty chill with it. All things considered, the, yeah. the ham thing aside, he seems pretty okay with this.
0: Unfortunately, that night, um, he's he's a little restless because he's sleeping uh, instead of a pillow. He just has a box. Uh, and he's sleeping on the floor. And so Bummer. he wakes up and he starts hearing these weird noises from Alice's room. And I can only assume that he's like, oh, they're getting freaky in there. I got to go spy on this until Morgana later. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, immediately, yeah. like he's like, puts his eye to the door to try to figure out what's happening in there. Uh, and instead of her getting freaky with Gaius, uh, he sees the manticore. Uh, and he's. He sees her getting freaky with her box and he sees uh, what comes out of it. Uh, and it's not good. Oh, I don't. Chris. I don't think you meant... What's up? I don't Jeremy, think he meant. what's up?
2: What? Uh, y- no, yeah, she's... She's not freaky. Oh, uh, did I skip a scene? Isn't this the scene where she gets freaky with her box? <laughs>
0: no! <laughs> yes. Uh, she gets some venom from this dumb, dumb little creature uh, so that they could kill Uther with it, apparently. I'm going to put myself a timeout. I'm just going to be quiet for a minute. <laughs> the, uh, the next day, uh, and this is when the episode really started to fall apart for me. Uh, the next day, Merlin is like, hey, guys, did Alice ever practice dark magic? And guys is like, well, yeah, it was the 60s. We all did a lot of weird stuff back <laughs> yeah, then. Dude, we
2: all did dark magic. Don't be a fucking
0: yeah. Why, you, this, why are you being a fucking rube, Merlin? Like, what are you yeah. doing? We didn't all have dragon cops? counselors back
2: then, okay? We yeah. just were living and we were free, all right? We had to walk both ways uphill to school in our bare feet, okay?
0: We did a lot of stuff a lot of ways. That's all I'm going to say to you, okay? that's That's all I'm going to say to you, Merlin. We did a lot of stuff in a lot of ways Uh, and he says well hey uh, that's weird because I saw her talking to a giant or excuse me a tiny little nasty freak of a creature last night and Gaius of course is like absolutely not you're full of shit ham privileges off you're done with the ham. privileges
2: are revoked don't you dare describe her box like that it's a very nice box it's well kept it's clean and she tucks it under the bed (laughs) at night
0: I'm just gonna let you I'm gonna let you roll with that one dude keep going let's (laughs) do we want to describe the outside of her box more
2: it's uh ornate it's okay. you know you can tell that it's like it's seen some use <laughs> okay. but it's still uh-huh. <laughs> it's still again it's not anything that you would turn away from you know like uh-huh. you can see it's weathered it's um it's seen a lot of travel experience box it's an experience it's, seen a, lo- box. it's a very experienced box uh-huh. but it still does its job and it holds things where you know it needs to
0: hold them what's um, the what's the clean- is it dusty is the box does the is it dusty
2: I wouldn't say that the box is dusty because again, okay. it is. Um,
0: you said it was well well-oiled. maintained. I didn't know. Okay, so yeah. it is well oiled. Yeah. Like most men's, you don't, you don't hear a creak on that box when <laughs> it opens up.
2: You know what I'm saying? Um, That's there's a, a manticores inside sense it. Until people hear uh-huh. uh,
0: we are way the fuck off track. We have got to finish it's this just, episode uh... and just kill ourselves after this because Jesus Christ. So I'm going to get some horrible.
2: angry tweets, being like, "Chris, you're fucking disgusting." Listen, I'm talking about the box, that, the
0: magical box that keeps the manticore in it. Okay um so he just tells berlin to fuck off basically uh berlin's yep. like no homie I, c- I can prove this they go back to the lab uh they they open alice's box of course it's empty and gaius is like you're a fucking idiot and leaves uh berlin goes to the library to do some research completely ignores jeffrey uh doesn't even respond to it just his <laughs> friendly hello which makes me feel bad for jeffrey the librarian to be honest with you um yeah this dude's and then just we to, like, see hold it down we see Alice and Gaius like working together and Gaius is fucking complaining about Merlin, which I don't think is fair. Don't complain about no. your, about the person that you've been ride or die with this entire time. Just until, until some, you know, new person just comes around.
2: Unbelievable. Um, this is dude. This is the, the classic case of, you know, your friend gets a girlfriend and they disappear from the face of the earth and you, yeah. you're left high and dry, Ridiculous. Um, which is a problem that you really only have when you're like 15, but this <laughs> your is a classic case of that.
0: <laughs> uh, Merlin gets some help for Monmouth. Some, from jeff joffrey uh and he, we this is where we get our lore dump. the manticore is said to be a thousand years old the agents were terribly afraid of it but it's all made up you, you'll never see one in real yeah. life um
2: loves ham though
0: and absolutely adores ham alice uh tells guys like oh hey like let him why don't you let me fi- finish uther's remedy for you i can knock that out for you starts putting the venom in it uh which is when merlin walks in and she drops it all over the floor, uh, and breaks it and she's like starts to clean it up and Kaius is like, Don't worry, Merlin can clean that up for you and I'm like, Wow. Yeah. Oh, sick. That's rude. Oh, sick. <laughs> it's terrible.
2: Unbelievable. He doesn't get any ham and he's just he's cleaning up after his friend's girlfriend now, dude. This he's getting a raw deal. It's bad, my oh, man. It's terrible. I don't like this. Um uh, Um but that unwittingly saves Uther from being poisoned.
0: <laughs> it's true.
2: Um, is Where that at? the at when he okay he goes, that yeah, night? Merlin, he goes back to the he library, sneaks back yeah. into the library, right? Yeah, he does a little dream prank on uh on don't old
0: under- Jeffrey Don't understand here. this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I absolutely gobsmacked by this. Uh, instead of just hiding and like laying low for a second, and waiting for him to fall back asleep, he does some magic on some candles and is like, "You're sleeping," and then presumably. He just falls asleep or, you know, it's not important, but he goes back and he combs through the books and he finds more lore on the manticores. Um, And then he seems like he actually finally has some sort of useful information. Um, And then in the morning, he goes to Gaius and he tries to tell Gaius everything that's going on. Um, He's like, Gaius, you are blinded by your feelings. You are not seeing something's up here. There's something going on with that box. I think there's a major core here, but Gaius is he gets all hurt, he gets all defensive. He's not uh he's not willing to have this dialogue with Merlin. Although, as we're going to see, it does seem like these words are getting to Gaius because I think Gaius kind of knows something's up. He's just blinded by his feelings, of course. Uh,
0: he tells Merlin uh and this is again going back to just how infuriating the character of Gaius is written uh and how much I know now realize I hate him. He tells like he, Gaius is like no that can't possibly be true despite 35 episodes of the most dramatic weirdest shit going on in this fucking world mm-hmm. uh, and then he tells Merlin I-, I feel like you just don't want me to be happy and that saddens me more than I can say and I'm like dial it yeah. back mother has Merlin, has Merlin ever just like fuck? made shit up <laughs> why are you being a dramatic uh, absent parent right now what the fuck is this <laughs> like why are you being so fucking weird Um, And then he goes back to the lab and like tells Alice that he's all in a fight with Merlin and she's like, oh, he's just jealous. Uh, And she convinces him to like go chill out while she prepares Uther's medication. Um, We have another little break where Merlin is running around the training area with a giant uh, target on his back so that Arthur can just throw spears at him um and he's he's so downtrodden that even arthur recognizes something is up uh and he tells arthur like hey me and guy has kind of had a, this fight and arthur's like oh i fight with my dad all the time the thing to do is just to you know not <laughs> say anything and then let him come to his senses and like and then he, and he says this will cheer you up and he just punches him on the shoulder <laughs>
2: it's, really it's so funny when arthur like tries <laughs> tries to be a friend but he's just got an absolutely no idea like, absolutely what he's supposed ridiculous. to say or do <laughs> so um uh, it's it, this, Alice... is, this is the last time we see arthur i think oh no he does no, he, he comes yeah, back like, yeah uh yeah.
0: Alice finishes all the preparations, uh, and then gives the medicine to Gaius, um, who is like, I don't know how I've ever lived without you, Alice, and I'm just rolling my fucking eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. he rolls up to Uther, who is like, All right, Daddy's daddy's poppy has arrived. Let's fucking daddy's party. Daddy's poppy
2: has arrived. <laughs> I got a ham ready to go on the table. I'm gonna sip this poppy and let's get into it.
0: Give me it, give give it give it to me king style, Gaius. I want it yeah. king style let's tonight. King style and then let's crack into his ham, brother. <laughs> let's Get the ham warmed up, boys. <laughs> Daddy's on <Yeah>. the poppy. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: just snapping his fingers for that ham to get warmed up. Um, and yeah, he takes it, and everything seems fine. And guys just leaves, and there's there's nothing suspicious here. No no reason, no cause for alarm. Um, and that's that. Great.
0: That's it. Yeah. No no problems here. I've um, lost my place in my notes, so I'm coming coming back. I'm trying see. to find Guy, myself.
2: Th- 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 uh, meanwhile. Uh, I wrote a line about Merlin and Gaius are both feeling the absence of the other. I think they're both they're both feeling that tension yeah. a little bit. Guys um, and Alice are like eating
0: dinner and there's a, just an empty plate beside them, which is very yes, funny to me. Right. Merlin that's is just right. sitting. And on just then, steps. the bell tolls. <laughs> yes, uh, Arthur has um, found which
2: seems like a really dramatic way to alert like one specific guy that something is needed i feel like Gaius is the person who's needed because otherwise like everyone in camelot's like oh something happened to the king like what's up
0: (laughs) yeah what was that like why did we alert everybody (laughs) did the time change again (laughs) like is that what this is i I don't know (laughs) can't
2: somebody just go tell gaius it's
1: whatever
0: i gotta go change my foundry clocks again um yeah damn it uh arthur has found uther passed out gaius arrives seals off the quarters uh, when Uther opens his eyes, they're solid black like we've seen uh, with the manacore possessing or, you know, controlling Alice before. Um, Gaius smells the medicine, which is, and realizes that there's something off about it, but he tells Arthur that he doesn't know what happened. Uh, and Arthur's like, well, he's definitely fucking poisoned, my dude. Like, absolutely 100% poisoned. He fell on the ground and he has 100% black eyes. What do you think is going on? And G- Gaius is like, I don't know. Shouldn't jump to conclusions, though. We could be be wrong. Um, Jesus, guys, pull yourself together. And then when Merlin calls him out on this, he's just like, you need to be with Arthur. Get out of here. And I'm like, guys, can you calm the fuck down, please? Mm -hmm.
2: But as soon as he does that, he goes back to see Alice, and he finally confronts her about everything. Um, But as this uh, dialogue is happening, Merlin has clearly given this information to Arthur you know, his suspicions about Alice. So just as, as guys and Alice begin to talk about this, Arthur kicks the door in and he has Alice arrested. Um, Merlin tells guys that he had no choice. It was either Gaius or Alice. And Guy says, Merlin, they, this wasn't your choice to make. What do you mean, dude? What do yeah, you mean? Yeah. It absolutely Merlin, was. Merlin does choice. not know her. Yeah. Of course, he's going to try and save you because you are blinded by your feelings. And you're not able to see that she's actively trying to kill the king, which is like going to get everybody killed. Now, if he had listened, it never would have gotten to this point. They could have probably figured out that she's being possessed by the Manticore, and they could have destroyed it. But no, no. no. Gas. Uh, Guy says the ultimate gaslighter, and he even gaslit himself on this one.
0: I'm. It, it's so upsetting. Dude. <laughs> I, I was. I was just like you when I think when I just like oh, Gaius is a friendly grandfatherish, uncle friendly, you know, professor dude who's gonna be there for Merlin and teach him the ways of the world and 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 provide like a a place of of, of sanity and a place of security and like did he get stuff like this where he's just like fuck you i don't believe a word you say um notably in here she tries to like yell out when she's busted and she her eyes turn black and she can't talk um so not only is is the manticore making her do this but it's also preventing her from like actually telling people what's going on yeah and it's just like Um, crazy
2: if we brought this up earlier to her the Manticore probably would have revealed itself and then we wouldn't be in this situation, but that's 100%. just me. That's just one man's ham, you know what I'm saying? He,
0: um, uh, we go back to Uther. We learn that Uther only has like a day left. Uh, Arthur, right. Arthur goes to uh, talk to Alice, uh, who confesses everything, but says she doesn't know a cure, and as she tries to like blame the Manticore, once again her eyes turn black, and this time Merlin notices it, um, and he's like, so he goes to Gaius, and Gaius is like, hey, don't worry. Uh, I know you had to do what you had to do, um, but you're still not getting any ham. The ham is mine.
2: No, you're still not getting a, even a single slice of this
0: ham, brother. And Just know that. From the bottom of my heart, I will never get you <laughs> Never ham. in a million years. Uh, now we know we have to kill the manacore, and Gaius has an idea. Uh, we got to pull the manicor out of his box. We gotta kill it so that once it's dead, the magic power and the venom will then uh, disappear, allowing Uther to live uh And to get it out of its box and to keep it into this world where it can't survive, we'll have to destroy the box afterwards. Unfortunately, it's going to take a lot of magic to destroy the box. And for some reason, they're like, "But gaius has got to do it, not Merlin." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, Feels some, like y'all could have just let reason. Merlin do it. He's got a whole staff that like kills things, like it kills fairies. Like, I, I don't he's,
2: know. He's got to do it for character development. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah he's, he's got he's got to do it for little, emotional little reasons.
0: Um, and that that's what they do. So they they approach the box. They open it. Uh, merlin summons the the nasty little creature out of the box it attacks merlin leaving gaius open to uh you know find his lost magical ability eventually destroy in the box as soon as the box is destroyed the creature lunges for gaius uh but dissolves on the way there and sure enough this fixed everything um they gaius kind of plays this off and like delivers an antidote to uther uh, and Uther is like, "Well, man, this this antidote has made me feel good. Let's execute that woman that tried to kill me, <laughs> like immediately." Yeah, anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, it's the only time off. I think that I've ever agreed with guy Ga- with uh, Uther on an execution. Like it's like yeah. yeah, like the way that all this looks like, you got to kill Alice. I'm sorry that like she loves <laughs> Gaius, but you got to kill this chick. She tried to kill the king, and we caught her. Like what do what are we gonna do?
2: Sorry. <laughs> um yeah that's that and then guys goes to see her in prison man they just oh, let anybody my. into this prison they just are not they they do the bare minimum keeping people inside here um i think it's just there's so much traffic in and out you know what i mean like yeah. they they can't keep up with it all guys goes to see
0: her it's like the mall of america she reveals, There, just a huge yeah, food exactly. court like a lot of a lot of shopping there's exactly. some amusement rides i mean it's just a, a, a lot of entrances and exits just a lot of stuff going on
2: so there's going to be some theft, that, mm-hmm. and it is what it is. You can't you can't have eyes everywhere, but um, yeah, she reveals that she she event uh, she tried to learn from the Manticore. I guess she heard about it, found the box, thought that it was something that she could like she could harness its power for good. But of course, it was too strong, and it overcame her. And this is how we got into the situation that we're in. For some reason, it had a vendetta against Uther and wanted his hams. And in the end, nobody gets a ham, and that's the biggest tragedy of all. But she's just like, well, anyway, I accept death, and um dude this By the scene way, is like i never stopped thinking about you this scene He's is like oh so damn i moved on that's crazy
0: fucking long man this goes on forever at one point she's like it feels better to die free than live as a slave and i'm like are you saying that because gaius is a free man we did that whole thing in season one yeah, like we we've not thing. forgotten about it like i don't know what your like are you saying it's better that you tried to kill the king and are being executed for it like what is what is your point like this this just goes yeah. on fucking forever um And eventually it stops, and the next day, uh, Merlin is meeting up with Gaius as alarm bells are ringing, and Gaius says, perhaps one of the prisoners escaped. How is that possible? And of course, Gaius just let the king-killing mistress just go. Uh, Of course, and Merlin says, like, oh, well, you could have gone with her. And he says, oh, I could have, but then who would have looked after you? And Merlin says, well, I can look after myself. And the guy is like, well, then I guess you don't. And this is real. Uh, you're going to think we're joking again. You think we're going yeah, to go back to the yeah. well on this, but we're not. This is in the show. You can fast forward to, like, 43 minutes and see this exact same thing. Gaius pulls out the ham and is like, "Wait, well, then you don't get this anymore. <laughs> it takes it away from Merlin. <laughs> Hundred percent real. All comes
2: back to the ham. One what huge the fuck? ham.
0: Uh, at least next week we were introduced to one of my favorite aspects of the show. One of my favorite um, gimmicks of the show, I guess. Uh, in the preview, I was I was very excited to see something I've been looking forward to for a long time. So. Uh, this episode was boring and and bad, Chris. I just didn't like anything about this at all. I don't know if you could tell by the way that we barely talked about it anything that happened in it. Yeah. like
2: Not my fave. Not my fave. Um, hardly any Arthur. No Gwen. No Morgana. What are we even doing here? I mean, when you're just watching it passively, whatever, it's fine, right? But then when you get to stop and take notes about it, you... the only thing that's making it out of this episode is that damn ham.
0: That's it that's 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 the only thing we'll remember about it uh i don't know man i, I this is just a fucking like just a forgettable episode where's where's yeah. morgana where's gwen where's arthur where's ev- where's plot <laughs> where's interesting where's things plot? happening Where's plot? uh thank god this chick literally never shows up again i'm so excited about that we never have to worry about it yeah
2: no no sweat no sweat
0: any last thoughts um
2: I, I, I'm ready to, I eat some ham myself now um, okay but I'm happy to have this episode in the rear view mirror.
0: We got Thanksgiving's coming up dude I mean by the time people are hearing oh, yeah. this it's probably already Thanksgiving but uh Thanksgiving's coming up so do you, do you guys do ham for Thanksgiving like do you, we do turkey um, and ham We do both
2: We do turkey I think on occasion there's been a side ham mm-hmm. um, but it's usually focused on the turkey
0: yeah. interesting. I like the turkey but i'm I am all about that ham. You're no all about the ham. All about
2: the ham. I, the I, ham. Yeah, no I think I, I feel
0: like I sense that about you. <laughs> Do I feel like a ham guy coming off the mic? I mean, we've never met each other in person, so you don't know what I smell like. But I don't know if you know that ham guys got a real good pork sweat smell happening. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Oh,
2: yeah. Ham guys, ham guys have a different aura.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's not so much of an aura as it's just a funk. <laughs> uh, thank you for some supporting say funks, us. Some say aura. It's, you know. <laughs> we love you. Patreon.com slash for the week. Ratings, reviews. Talk to us on Twitter. Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week with hopefully a better episode.
2: Bye. Hello. Hello. Greetings.
0: Buonasera. What? Buonasera. Buonasera.
2: You talking that Mario language to me, Mister?
0: Rivideci. Chris. Oh.
2: <laughs> to my American ears, that sounds pretty good, friend. Tu <laughs> Ilpana? Pane? That didn't sound. That didn't sound as good
0: as your arugadera. Okay, well, that means you eat the bread. So I just want you to know what's I happening. Do. When I do. I eat. I, I eat a lot of bread. <laughs> mange la mano. That means you eat the beef. I, don't really I <laughs> eat
2: a lot of beef too. I eat a lot of beef. and I eat a lot of bread. It seems to be my problem.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's up, Chris? Language learning going. Um, have you ever done Duolingo? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I learned a little bit of Japanese on it, um, which I'll never ever be able to like read or actively put the time into. But I will say, it's a little helpful because I play a lot of JRPGs where the characters will just like sh- say shit during battle, and it's not translated into English and there's no subtitles. And now some of those things I can pick up on them a little bit. So it, <laughs> all in all, it was a, it was a bonus for my life. <laughs> but I'll but I'll never actually learn Japanese.
0: The uh, Duolingo has this like gamification thing where they put you in like a league. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the top seven people in the league pre- proceed to the next higher up league. Yeah, uh, And then, of course, you can place one, two, and three or whatever. And uh, when I first started this, I was like, this shit sucks. I don't give a shit about this. Uh, yeah. And then uh, today I got got into a rhythm um, and a friend of the show, uh, Nissa, and I are friends on Duolingo. And she sent me the double XP. So I started like rolling through some, oh, some tests. You're getting an XP boost. I'm getting an XP boost, uh, and then I looked at the at the league, and I'm at I'm at number one with 2,200 XP, and then the second person has 1,500. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, I am the try hard yeah. guy in the in Damn. the chat right now. So you
2: pa- you paid for for Twitter Blue on. I'm um, paying
0: for Twitter Blue 100. Yeah. percent Yes, absolutely. I, I have I'm having it's... my friends boost me so I can get the extra XPs.
2: Yeah. yeah. Last night while we were recording, the, um, two I, I saw at least two like fake game announcements. Or there was somebody made a fake uh, Nintendo account on Twitter, and somebody had made a fake Valve account and announced a new game under that. Uh, and since then, it's in the twenty four hours since then, it has just been pure unhinged chaos. Chaos, absolute this, chaos. This new verifications of system, dude. I was just looking at Reddit. I was like, should I make an account on here? Mm-hmm. Like anything to get away from twitter <laughs> but i don't
0: know i guess i'll stick it out and see what happens and i don't want to go on reddit so no i'm not i'm not going to do reddit uh i'm going to watch i'm going to be on twitter until twitter crashes and burns mm-hmm. uh like completely like if until it's like all of my friends are gone uh there's nobody worth following on twitter anymore uh mm-hmm. and like nobody has figured out a replacement like and at that point like maybe that's that maybe that'll finally be the, the time where i'm like you know what Just going to give up on social media. But at the same time, like, I run, like, I I do the podcast Twitter, right? Right. And that's fun. That's That's the the
2: one wrinkle in all of it is like, well, but there's, like, if it's just as an individual, I'm like, I've made my friends. Like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to make (laughs) any new friends. friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
2: But, but, when you are putting something out there that you want people to listen to, you do want to be able to engage with people. You do want to be able to have people find your show and and interact with those people. So that does change things where it's like, in, in in a sense we do still want to have that, that layer of it because even now if we stay with our current audience and nobody ever stopped listening, like that would be awesome. But at the same time, not being able to, like, have interaction with them on any level would be weird. I mean, I guess people could still email us, but, like, what are we going to do? Email people back?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, like, I would I would probably seriously consider opening up the Discord. Right, like, right, not, and make right. it like not patron only, um and even that sounds fucking awful to be honest with you. Like, I feel like anybody could come in there. Anybody could Chris come in there. Chris impersonators could come in there, pretending to be Chris, saying a bunch of yeah. stuff about their loose bowels, and we wouldn't be able to in, be so indistinguishable true. from the real Chris. Yeah.
2: yeah, and they're not loose bowels; they're rowdy bowels, and that's like a key difference that my haters just don't seem to
0: get. Yeah, but they're—I mean—they've been loose before, though, right? Like, we, maybe <laughs> you, mean, you, I and, I yeah, yes, you yes, and I both know. Yes, yes. But that's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> they're rowdy bowels uh my uh yeah Boot I, cut I, bones over here that's gonna be my backup name Nobody i do be take I don't, that i don't know bro i just don't know what's gonna happen with the uh, this twitter thing because i you know there's times I, I genuinely enjoy interacting on twitter and it's not like mm-hmm. everybody says like oh it's the hell site and it can be um yeah it can it, and it has definitely been that way with when, when like uh since 2016, I think since like the 2016 election started up, I think it was that was kind of everybody shouting to the void about how horrible everything is all the time. But with with some clever filtering and some muting, and and like you can just have like just it's just your friends kind of chatting and saying some dumb yeah. shit, and that's kind of what I want. That's it. My muted filters, like I don't have a ton of stuff muted, and I think it's because
2: I have a really hard time figuring out how to do it on the app anymore. Like something changed. But um, last time I checked, there was something to do with Trump and like the election that I had muted. I was like, I don't want any of this stuff anymore. Some other like right wing hashtag that they were using. I didn't want to see. And then Raylo. Um, <laughs> I had Raylo the, one, the one <laughs> ship that I could not. I just couldn't get behind. Even I had though Raylo it's for a while <laughs> too.
0: <laughs> I was just, <laughs>
2: I just, I couldn't handle it, dude. Like, if I look at my list of blocked accounts, again, it's like weird right-wing um, conspiracy theorists and Raylo shippers. And Raylo
0: shippers, yeah, absolutely. I don't even have a problem with the ship, to be honest with you. Like now no, that I, I
2: just, I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, man, I have been seeing some people bending over backwards. There's this weird little. Man I don't know how little it is or how weird it is Maybe this is commonplace There's this circle of of House of the Dragon fans And some of them are, like, attacking George R. R. Martin, saying he's a terrible writer. And it's, like, what you usually see people attacking him for is all of the, like, misogyny in his stories and, like, racism in his stories because they don't realize that he's criticizing those things. and Whether he handles it right or not is another conversation. But they're not attacking him for that. They're attacking him because, like, oh, he made Damon do a bad thing. And we love Damon. And he's a terrible writer for doing this. And go, oh, that's wrong and interesting that you think that way. Um, And there's this there's just this internal conflict in this community. I was looking at it for for 35 minutes the other day, just reading through all these different Twitter accounts that just at war with each other uh, because they feel like they have to justify their favorite characters as good people. And I just like if you're watching HBO's House of the Dragon, you're in the wrong place for good people. I think you and I already talked about this, but like that's not you cannot argue like you could argue, I guess, for like why Kylo Ren is, is, you know, misunderstood or whatever, even though he's a he's a war criminal. But at least there's like a it's like that's a children's movie so there's a little bit more like give and take there but it's like no everyone who has the dragon is like supposed to be kind of shitty I don't know why you're trying to defend them admit that they're they're bad and then still enjoy it that's fine
0: yeah absolutely I um I think most. My my dislike for the Raylow stuff just was I liked Ray more than I liked Kylo. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, it was it just <laughs> I could never
2: get the idea out of my head of the twins from the from the legends, like, you know, from the sure, old yeah. expanded mm-hmm. universe stuff because um What, uh, it's Han Solo and Leia have twins, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: and and Luke, because I know we've talked about this before, Luke has to go mm, check in the womb, mm, check in his sister's womb to make sure those kids are okay. Yeah. That's the first 10 pages of the very first, like, Star Wars. Uh, it starts off. uh, When you describe it, it does
2: sound weird because I I know we've had this conversation before as well, but I had heard you say that and I was like, what the fuck. (laughs) <laughs> and then I read it, and it's like, oh, he can like feel them because they're even they're already strong with the yeah, force. Yeah, or yeah, he feels them when in you, the But when you spell it yeah. out, it's weird as fuck.
0: Yeah, when you say it, when you when he put all, when you put it when into a, it? into the <laughs> sentence, into it's most basic form. It's he went into his sister's room to check on her kids, and it's your what? <laughs> Excuse me.
2: What? The funniest thing about that series is that Luke Skywalker is a wife guy.
0: <laughs> He's totally a wife guy. Uh, they keep they keep yeah. like teasing that that chick is gonna. Sh- I can't remember her name. Um, Mara, Jade. Mara I, Jade. the one
2: spoiler, yeah. and this is gonna be a mild, mild, mild character name spoiler for Andor which I have not watched yet but the only spoiler that I have about it is that you just said something about Mon
0: Mothma being in the show and I was like they brought Mon Mothma back let's go well she's I mean she's in the Rogue One movie so yeah 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 I didn't, I know, I didn't think, like. she was in the funny. trailers like I didn't think that was a spoiler
2: Oh yeah I don't know I, I just wasn't aware of her coming back and her name I was like, I've known her name since I was like 10 years old for some reason so well, it's yeah just yeah, but then, yeah
0: then you're like Mon Mothma like I was sitting there watching the, the show Uh, this week's episode last night and uh, and I'm not going to spoil anything but I'm like fucking riveted to the screen as this chick is doing an amazing performance and I'm just like her name is Mon Mothma (laughs) Star Wars got you fucked up man like I care about a person named Mon Mothma the way that I I, I'm
2: genuinely curious like what the thought process is when george lucas created those names or whoever it was right? but i just feel like he was responsible for for a bulk of them at least because i've made up plenty of fantasy names and sometimes it's just like kind of a combination of sounds but then i'll tweak it so that maybe it sounds more like a real name and like you do you do different things like you, you look at enough names in your life and you can figure out like the style of what you wanted to create but george lucas is just something freaky about the
0: way that dude, he, would come he, up is, with he is mothma, so dude, like, mon mothma uh Yattle yeah dude
2: yaddle yoda's, is like yoda's like cousin yoda's, yoda's
0: woman counterpart like yaddle. yaddle's
2: tapped dude
0: <laughs> yaddle is fucking ridiculous with her yaddle. weird little uh, ugly braids i swear to god all of those i can't remember what the name of the species is i don't know if it if they're just i know they're not there is not there is still a mystery, a mystery. <laughs> yeah but i mean it's the it's they're just all little garbage gremlins man it's just so fucking mm-hmm. they're just so fucking gross i hate it you watch the original like 1970s Star Wars, uh, and when Luke lands on that planet and goes to meet Yoda for the first time, uh, and he rightfully assumes Yoda is a garbage gremlin, you watch that whole yeah. scene- and like, come out of it. Like, try to try to delete everything you know about Yoda being a badass or cool in your head, and just watch that scene. And you're like, that is an ugly fucking garbage scribble. Like, that yeah. is a trash. And that's how monster. Luke
2: treats him. Like, he exactly.
0: should. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, if you, I, I was watching it, like rewatching those movies relatively recently, and just going, like, this is just a fucking, just a, just a weird little guy, nasty little guy. Like, dude, he, he starts eating Luke's dude. food and
2: shit. He's like, dude, my fucking whole ship's in a swamp. I got three granola bars left, and you're chowing down on one. Yeah. Are like, you kidding
0: me? <laughs> Why don't you go eat some raw fish, you fucking green R2, weirdo? R2, can you fry this guy? Like, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. He's about to eat my lunch. <laughs> Does this guy's ribs have any fat on him? Let's smoke him up. I've let's eat Yoda. i eaten Yoda before. Let's do this. Let's go. Oh, dude. I just, uh, Star Wars is so fucking weird, man. It's Yoda in the background just like. Rrr, rrr. <laughs> and then, like, Yaddle comes along, and you realize that Yoda doesn't, Yoda just talks like that.
1: Yeah. there's that's just the that's way, just that's a yoda that's, that's a, a
0: yoda quirk that is an affectation that it, that's yeah. like a white person doing aave right like it's that's yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it's exactly i mean except he's not probably not like culturally appropriating anything so i guess he's like-
2: not, he's culture he's probably i think he's culturally appropriating dagobah that's his original <laughs> because so. even though i know when we when we go back and we um we see the prequels he still talks like that then when he was part of high society right yes. um when uh-huh. he was a super cop running the world um but, but i I feel like the original intention is that he ta- he, he was appropriating the people of jacob <laughs> i'm
0: I'm down um, with that I'm down with that or if it's like a it's like when you autumn has a friend whose uh father was um from the u k um and a friend lived in the u s her entire life but would like put on the English accent because she like went to London oh, yeah. like a, like yeah. maybe once every couple of years or once mm-hmm. a year or something. I would do that
2: if i've ever if i ever visited London, you'd never catch me an American accent <laughs> ever again. <laughs> You know, just watching bake off and it's like you know it's a good that there's a diverse um spread of accents on that show because yeah. people come from all over right mm-hmm. um otherwise i'd be i'd be uh, centered in on doing like a paul hollywood impression all the time because once i i watch a thing too much it just becomes like becomes my whole thing, thing for a little while yeah 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 so yeah.
0: <laughs> catch me reading the dark tower books and all of a sudden i'm saying thank you sigh like a goddamn Dude, idiot <laughs> that's like
2: all we said in high school when i look back i'm like we just like said that shit all we the said it time out loud, not just to each other mouth. we said it like in class like to
0: like t- <laughs> to a retail employee i'd be like thank yeah, you yeah, <laughs> what yeah. the fuck dude you were it was, wrong for that it was a lot it's like i too was too much and we, and you you were
2: also we were both very young when we started reading those books and it's like yeah i had that window between like ages 12 and 14 where we five six and seven those books all came out right in a row so it was just like a whirlwind of of time where i thought this is me i'm that guy you yeah, know yeah um
0: I do not aim with my heart. long far- days and
2: pleasant <laughs> nights and shit, dude. Oh, I do dude. not. I don't need you. I don't aim with d- my gun.
0: I do not aim with my gun, Chris. I don't, I'll need you to know this about me right now. I, I aim do with not. my heart. Is that even the correct one? <laughs> I do not aim with my eye. I don't remember the whole speech. I don't remember yeah. everything. I do not uh, kill
2: with my. I do not kill with my farts. This I kill with my. <laughs> this happens yeah. to
0: me with um, that TV show Justified too. Uh, the the guy oh, yeah. there has such a, a such a. It's just so eloquently like written, mm-hmm. and the language is so specific to this like Kentucky area. And it's not just The like, next
2: thing you know, you're trying on Autumn's cowboy hat. Yeah,
0: and then all of a sudden, like I'm talking like a fucking like coal miner in the in the goddamn you know you swells think, like, of Kentucky or whatever. Do <laughs> what you think you, you
2: could doing? go around town
0: in a cowboy hat and anyone bat and at you or, or oh was, yeah would that be weird? oh yeah yeah absolutely I, I can't pull off a cowboy hat. There's like there is a certain I don't have the re- number one. I don't have the rest of the outfit so like i I, sure i can't pull off like there's a dude uh that can pull off like blue jeans t-shirt cowboy hat cowboy boots Mm -hmm. right i'm not Mm -hmm. that dude i can't i'm not gonna be able to pull that off uh there's a guy that can pull off like fully buttoned up long sleeve shirt uh tucked in belt with the buckle uh, buckle, starch jeans cowboy boots cowboy hat I'm not that guy at all. Can't do that. No. So like, I, there's no, there's no place for me in a cowboy hat world. Like, it's just not ever going to sure. happen.
2: I've, I've tried to wear mine out. It's not really a cowboy hat, but it's like a wide brim Stetson hat. Mm-hmm. So it might as well be. Um, I just, I don't have the confidence. I don't have the confidence. I don't even think it really looks bad whenever I wear it. Like I wore it to the beach, like we're sitting out in the sun. So I just had it on my head, and that was fine. I think it blended in fine. But I just, like, I if I wear it to a family gathering, we often have family gatherings outdoors in somebody's yard. If I show up in a hat, I'm gonna get a lot of comments about the hat, even though it's functional even though I'm keeping the sun off my neck you know what i mean god forbid but- god
0: forbid you have any young cousins there like any any yeah, any, no. any younger children in the area and they are gonna bust. I got those older balls, sisters bro. and they're ripping
2: me a new one. Yeah,
0: yeah, dude. You're not you're not stepping into the family family function. It's with dude, a it's tough. Hat.
2: They've always been cool, and I never have been. So it's like <laughs> real, it's just tough. It's it's not easy. I'm always trying different stuff, dude. One time we went to Maine and on vacation like on a family vacation. I think the last time we all went on a family vacation, I was probably like 15 or 16. I had a little spending money and we stopped at this trading post and I bought a leather cowboy hat.
0: Yeah, you did. And I've
2: never heard the end. Of it because it was like it was like 50 bucks which when i think back on it i'm like a leather hat first of all weird that's weird that's a weird but yeah
0: that's the 50 a weird...
2: for that doesn't seem like it's a lot of money what's the I age think or... about it what are we talking about i was probably i was probably 15
0: 16 okay that's that's fine yeah that's i could see that being like an impulse buy for a 15 year old being like yeah this but is yeah cool. i
2: i get in the car to be driven home by my sisters i'm like oh we're i'm cool i'm gonna drive home with my sisters instead of mom and dad and um Oh, a sibling That's trip, you know. Long,
0: and, um, long, just a long roast. I was imagining when I would yeah. film that and put and it and on I Comedy And I said, oh, can we, stop
2: at, can we stop at the trading post? I wanted to look in there. And they're like, fine, make it quick. And I come back out like 15 minutes later with a leather cowboy hat. And they're like, Jesus fucking <laughs> Who is Christ, this kid? Chris. And this, yeah, I must have been, I must have been... 14 or 15 i guess because i think it was definitely before i like i would have ever dated anybody or like shown that like i could be a little bit social um so there was it was definitely troubling for them
0: (laughs) just now now everybody is just extremely worried about chris
2: but they also couldn't pin me down because like that was definitely when i was getting really into emo um and I think that whole trip, I listened to nothing but this band, The Census Fail. It was just like my thing when I was fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, so there's that. I wouldn't ever leave my PS2. Alone. I think I brought my PS2 with me okay. when we went on vacation. Uh-huh, so like uh-huh. I was probably like repping Kingdom Hearts or something. So that's troubling in that angle. And then I show up with a leather cowboy hat. Like like, like, like what are you doing? What are you doing? Pick a
0: lane. Get get yeah. out of here. Uh, I didn't. It was, it was the, uh, three lanes. and They were all troubling. I can't imagine. I, I think back to the stuff I was wearing in oh. high school and. It was it was it was just like the blandest of clothing, like just blue jeans and yeah. a shirt. Like that was I had no sense of style. I had no sense of. I knew that I was not cool. I recognized that in the faces of the people around me. Right, like I would I would get off the bus and I would see oh just a just a sea of eyes looking at me going that dude's not cool. And I recognize now. Probably not true. Nobody was giving a fuck about Jeremy Greer. Like everybody was literally just going about their day, but uh, at the time, everybody was everybody was looking at me with that look that was just intensely saying that I was not cool. Uh, and I just yeah. never managed yeah. to figure out how to buy clothes for myself. Like every once in a while, a girlfriend would be like, "You should wear this shirt. It brings out your eyes." And I would be like, "Okay." And that would just be the shirt that I would wear anytime I was with that girl. Yeah. So that yeah. was that was <laughs> yeah, it.
2: I, the one shirt for yeah. That's um,
0: yeah. I got I Jess helped me a lot
2: because she. Worked at a clothing store so she would constantly get me clothes. And now I'm at a, I'm at a point where I'm trying to re-figure out what I want to do with my style. Which is a weird thing to, to feel like I'm saying. But I just want to dress comfortably but also feel comfortable like with the way that I look. Not just... Mm-hmm. um Because like, I would wear a lot of stuff that I felt like, oh, people compliment me when I wear this but this shirt isn't my style. I don't feel like this is my thing. Yeah. And I also don't want to just wear like video game shirts all the time because I have a ton of those because I like that stuff. But I don't only want to have... You know, shirts with with the Dark Souls logo on it so or whatever. Was, like, I, I just want to have some normal clothes that I feel comfortable with that I feel like I suit my style. It's tough.
0: I ran into this. So at the end of last year, I told Autumn like, "Hey, I have like my my the, my dress code for work is like anywhere from business casual to like." maybe business right like that's where that's the area i work in and a lot of times i'm in the field with like blue collar dudes like i'm in a polo shirt untucked blue jeans boots like we're good like i'm not not stressed out about that but like when i'm Mm -hmm. doing like a trade show or i'm doing a presentation in front of a city council or mayor like i wanted i told autumn like i want to i want to step my game up a little bit so i got like some button downs we got some nicer shirts things like that all of that shit is just a hassle yeah, it's a hassle. It's so much more of a hassle than just throwing on the polo and then walking out the door, yeah. and it looks good and I and I get it. But then now I only have like, because I only went in a little bit, right? Like I got a couple. Um, so then in my head it's like, okay, those are the fancy shirts. So I never put them on unless I'm doing something quote unquote fancy. And then when I get to the fancy yeah. stuff, I'm like, oh, that seems like a hassle. I'll just tuck my shirt in today. <laughs> like I'm real lazy yeah. about it. So especially
2: when you're not used to wearing the fancy shirt. Yeah, you and then feel you feel weird, like when you're weird
0: and it. uncomfortable. Like it feels like this. Anytime I wear
2: khakis, because I wear jeans. I mostly wear black jeans to work. That's just kind of my, my, I prefer a black jean. That's me. Um, but I got plenty of blue jeans, but whenever I wear a khaki or any other kind of pant, it's not me. It's all like, I'm like, everybody's looking at my balls right now. All anybody can see <laughs> these pants, is my
0: balls, <laughs> <laughs> which
2: is not, not something I, that is a concern or should be, <laughs> but it's just because like, I'm so used to the like dark color of pants. You just don't worry about anything. Right. Um, but with those, with those damn light-colored khakis, I feel like a freak. Do you feel dude. like a freak,
0: like it's a little tiny little manicure yeah. freak.
2: Like, I feel like every, they can see every inch of my ass in these things because they're just light. And the the way that the light reflects off of my ass, which is already, like, got that kind of shine to it because I oil it up every morning. Of course, you know yeah. You got to oil up um, the ass. I
0: mean, that's the key in, like, masculine um, yeah. preparation, I guess. Fellas,
2: like- fellas, listen, if you're not oiling up that ass...
0: You it's not have, going anywhere. you gotta have know a proper saying? skincare routine. You gotta have proper ass care routine. And if your ass care doesn't start with oiling up that ass, then what are you even doing? Mm-hmm. Like you start yeah. with the oil, no matter what you're doing. Start with the oil. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And but make sure you wash your hands before you go to the face because you don't want the ass oil getting into your face See, oil. I, I Those I do, are two different oils. I do Those are two different oils.
0: I'm a face, hair, ass guy. That's the that's the my order of directions. Face, hair, yeah. ass. I mean, yeah, I
2: think I'm, yeah, I'm probably yeah, I'm probably still. Like, I'm like yeah. I'm,
0: I'm body like shower first like so body yeah. face hair ass and then out the door. And then so start tell
2: you about the time that I used um co- uh, conditioner. I, I don't know if it's Jess's or whatever. I used conditioner um on my whole body thinking it was body wash. <laughs> I'm like slick as hell and I'm like what is <laughs> What's happening? Going like on? this is not Why am and I, so I turned the bottle around and it's like <laughs> it says, it's like conditioner. I was like
0: fuck. Oh.
2: I used a ton of it too. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably really expensive. <laughs> you don't need to use a ton of it, but that's really funny. Oh, I have used the expression, expression "slicker than a goddamn mermaid" a number of times, and that's exactly how I felt. I felt like a dolphin in that shower.
0: Just, just, just laying down, just honking. Just <laughs> yeah,
2: and I couldn't get it off, dude. I, then I'm standing in the shower for 15 minutes trying to get all the fucking conditioner off my ass.
0: Why would you try to get it off? Just, I mean, that, you just, that, you just strutted to the world with that baby. You just yeah. go you just get. It it.
2: It's not leave. It wasn't leaving conditioner. That was the trouble.
0: <laughs> Uh, that's the dumbest joke you've said in a long time. Yeah, yeah. It really uh, happened, though. That's very it really funny. did cover my body. Lathered
2: up. All right, should we talk about this awful episode of Merlin? We
1: should, yes. Okay.